Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I am Jake. Get fucked. I'm Ryan. And we're reaching across from across the stars to each other. Our voices being beamed up to one of Elon Musk's satellites that are listening to us and then beaming back to each other and then back to us and back to me so that I can finish this recording and upload it to our podcast hosting site and put out another episode. The magic it's of like the internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the magical, magical modern world that we live in. Ryan, how's it going? Just a, oh, just you a know. living the dream, waiting for a baby to happen. You know. Yeah, that classic banter that we have over <laughs> over Zoom. We're like. So how was your day? <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you yeah. wearing? I understood that you were a prostitute for a little bit today. Um, how much money did you make? And who zero. is your dad? And what does he do? Zero dollars. Um, I got. I went for a bike ride and I got stranded about halfway um, halfway through it. So I had to call my fiance to come pick me up. <laughs> Um, and it was it was really embarrassing and annoying, and so I get to go back to the bike shop and be like, "Hey, you didn't fix this fix this right the last time. Can you please fix it all the way this time?" Like, why did they? What's going on? Like, why did they fix it right the first time? Do you think you're going to pay up the pay full price? I always pay full price, if you know what I mean. I don't half ass price. <laughs> I give them the full ass is what I'm saying. Um, it got, it got, uh, it just got stuck in gear. So the last, last time I had to take it up there, I had like a, a cable that was just old. And I figured that was what the problem was. So they replaced that, but I was still having some shifting problems and today it just got stuck in gear. So I'm, I'm thinking they need to, they need to look at something more than just the cable. Slap a new what chain on there. fix it? That would save you so much money. It seems like at least every year you have at least one or two issues with your bike. Yeah, I mean, it just it just happens. <laughs> I haven't had a flat tire yet. Knock on fake IKEA wood. Um, yeah, that was that was the issues that I've normally had. It's just a flat tire, and yeah, when you're you know multiple miles from home, there's not really much you can do uh, other than walk at home. Uh, but today oh, I decided to. <laughs> what was that? Sell your body to the night. Yeah. 
<laughs> I watched the Ripper last night, so you may not want to do that because I hear that prostitutes are easily easy to kill. Well, I have not heard that. I've heard that they're actually a little bit like ninjas. <laughs> Ninja prostitutes. I don't. I don't know what this riff is. <laughs> Were you watching about Jack Chucks, katanas, both staffs and size? Like the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> uh, teenage Mutant... Nah, I won't say Teenage. Let's say... Um, Why not? Those are the ones that make the most money. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they still like pizza, though. Um, anyways, I don't know what that rip is good. Why were you watching something about Jack the Ripper? Oh, well, I mean, it's Halloween time, you know? Actually, Jack the Ripper is one of my favorite serial killers. Um, I find his story very interesting. The fact that no one knows who he is kind of makes him a successful serial killer. I think it was just really easy to get away with the murder back then. I concur. But based on some of the stuff that um, I was watching last night, it said that they really upped the, um, the patrol and... People were dying, and I don't know. A part of it also was like, you know, how far behind they were on uh, technology and stuff like that. I'm sure they could have caught him like one day if it was like nowadays. Yeah. See, I feel like in like the 1800s or really any point up until like 50 years ago, you could just go to a like one town over and change your name, and no one would ever fucking be able to find you. <laughs> Yeah, I seen something uh, that's like um, they're cleaning up a crime scene investigation. They're doing the chalk outline, and they're like, "Hey, what do you want us to do with the blood?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, clean it up, get it out of here." Yeah, you know. And now you can DNA test stuff, which is kind of funny that people just like cleaned up any trace of evidence or all traces of evidence. Yeah, but back then they're like, "Who's this guy killing prostitutes?" Oh, it's a man with a mustache. Oh wow, that really helps narrow it down. Like everybody doesn't have a mustache and hangs out with prostitutes in the 1890s. Whatever that happens, <laughs> was it the 1890s, 1880s something? I think it was the 1880s when Jack was a ripping. He was a ripping and a tearing with the wild women. Mm. The wild women, mm, a big old piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't like what he did, but I think that his story is the most compelling because we know, like, the least about him. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's nice to have an unhappy ending every once in a while. Yeah, it's kind of like a boogeyman. Yeah, or like Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Yeah, Jack the Ripper in, like, Monsters, Inc., which would have been great if they included him somehow, some way. Yeah, I'd love to see Billy Crystal doing Jack the Ripper. <laughs> hey, what's up, Jack? Not much, just ripping and tearing up some prostitutes. Okay, we're going to scare this little girl here. What's this movie rated again? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. they don't have to follow him the whole movie. They're just a little tiny hello, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's just in the, he's in one of those uh, montages where they're panning through the office or whatever. The office is, did they have an office where they had all the doors that led to children's rooms or was it just like a warehouse? 
I don't remember Monsters Inc. very well. Like a warehouse, but it was like a conveyor belt, but it was like not a belt so much as it was like uh, cranes like taking these doors and dropping them off in certain spots and you just walk through the door and there you would be from wow. what I remember. I could that's be absolutely wrong. That's a pretty robust operation. Thank you. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try to hurt it. You're on almost accurate. Yeah. Well, speaking of robust operations, we've got uh, we've got some news of the week that we need to uh, just plow on through, just like Jack the Ripper mercilessly yeah. plowing through his hapless victims, or, unfortunately. Or a dad with our mom just plowing away to make us... Yep. <laughs> they really put in... The, Put in the work to to come up with two pieces of work like us. Yeah, my dad plowed my mom, and I know that he did the best he could because here I am. Yep. Because how how else would it be anything other than the best best he could do if it wasn't if it wasn't for us? <laughs> I'd say the worst part of me ran down my daddy's leg. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, speaking of. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of losing your virginity, there's an American Pie reboot in the works. And I can't... This seems like one of those franchises that really would not um, adapt well to a new... (laughs) This new era that we're in. I I don't know. The fact that this is called a sex comedy... How many sex comedies have you watched in the last... uh, (laughs) In the last like five to eight years, would you say? Well, there were Nutty Nuns seven, Chunky Tunas four, um, Gaping Assholes eighteen. Um, those are some really good comedies. Comedies, you say? Hocus Hocus Poke Us. I did watch Hocus Pocus too. Oh, they made the sequel to the porno. The porno. No, this is the one that's got. Um, the one that's got Bed Midler in it. Oh, yeah. Bed Midler. Because they the were other. needle in the shit ever. Yeah. How yeah, was that I, by the man? How was what? How was it? Was it terrible? Oh, it was... Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I feel like it's... It kind of suffers from the same thing that Top Gun did, where it's it's a difficult thing to make a it's a difficult thing to make a, a sequel to a movie from thirty years ago, um, and they went in a completely different sort of direction. And I, I don't know if it necessarily worked or not, but it's a it's a fun, cute little movie. But I do think that the the first one is by far better, and. Hocus Pocus is one of my fiance's favorite Halloween movies, so we we watched it with her her family at the uh, at the beach last weekend. Nice. And I was fucking drunk, <laughs> so I don't remember it very well at all. That's my oh, yeah. review of Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> Just uh, put the TV turned on. I blacked out. Woke up the next morning. I think it was good. <laughs> well, her brother-in-law literally did. The second that they hit play, he did the classic dead thing where he sat down, arms folded, 
three and a half minutes into the movie, fast asleep. Did not wake up the rest of the night. <laughs> Gone. That's what it's all about, man. That is As you age, becoming aging, aging male, it's all about sleeping with your arms folded. See, and you're going to get a lot of practice with that very, very soon. So every time, every time you hit the couch now, you're going to be fast asleep. I'm on the couch already. The recording. Huh? Every, future, every future recording of this podcast is going to be like a therapy session where we're just laying completely horizontal on the couch. <laughs> Well, who's going to be the psychiatrist? We both need one. We have two <laughs> double double couches. <laughs> one on each side. Someone's going to have to sit in the middle. Someone's going to have to mediate. It's not going to be Heck me. Yeah. How many American Pie movies have you seen? So, American Pie, I've probably seen like two of them, maybe. I just thought it was interesting because like, here we go again. Reminds me fucking a pie. <laughs> I feel like they've moved away from pie fucking, to be perfectly honest. They um, did. And it looks like this one's going to be like maybe a girl who's going to be in the lead role, which is going to make it weird because I don't think warm pie is going to be good anywhere up in the lady parts. Yeah, but that that's that's what they told me it felt like, right? It felt like warm apple pie. Yeah, and he that's why he ended up banging it. Um, I don't know what I would describe the mysteries of the vagina as. I think it's like a clenched old man's fist. I know a dude that fucked a cantaloupe that he put in the microwave. What? <laughs> he got, you know how you get like the produce in the produce department where they have like a half cantaloupe? He microwaved it, and then he had sex with half of a cantaloupe that he microwaved. <laughs> and in other stories about Jake's youth, it's he not, had sex. It was not me. It was not you. Likely story. <laughs> it, it was not me. I, I don't know how those drugs got into my pants, officer. Uh, mine, but these are your pants? Yep, those are my pants. And you've been wearing them all day? Yep. <laughs> those are my drugs. I'm just going to take a sip of this cantaloupe juice that I have sitting on my desk now. <laughs> uh, that's one way to squeeze them out. Ugh. It's warm. <laughs> um, so also, um, it, there was reports that Bruce Willis sells his likeness to, or his rights to his likeness to deep fake. Um, but that had been retracted and said to not be true. So you heard it here first. He did. Yeah. You heard it. We here got this from Joe Biden initially. <laughs> you got it from Deep Cake. Um, I feel weird about this—the whole recreating actors' likenesses and using using their voices and all this, all this weird stuff. Well, I talked to a guy, and he was like, "You know what, man." In the future, they're going to have it where there's like a made-up person who's not even real. He's going to be an action star in all those action movies. And it's just going to be like a made-up person that AI has come up with. And I was like, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise probably died like 
20 years ago. They fixed his tooth in post-production. <laughs> yep, there we go, right? Yeah. Tell me that smile ain't the same. Yeah, it is a it is an incredibly I think it, uh, it's a, it's a weird slippery slope and I think that when people die they should probably just stay dead. Um and this whole report was it was weird that they put this out and then they had the the I guess the family had to be like, "Nah, we didn't do this." But then you said, "Well, what if that was a deep fake and they actually did do it and then they retracted it?" So what if the deep fake was deep faking us and say, "No, nah, that didn't really happen." <laughs> How part of the contract? And you don't talk about Fight Club. Maybe you don't talk about deep fake. <laughs> How many layers deep is this deep cake getting? I don't know. I feel like they're fucking Inception, man. So many layers. <laughs> is that uh, is that top still spinning at the end? Who knows? And what is it? Was mean? it his kids? Was it his kids? Yeah. Did his wife was she crazy and kill herself? Who knows? Impossible. Another deep fake that could be happening is Trevor Noah is leaving the daily show after seven years. Yeah. I missed this. I guess I didn't watch last week and I, I guess I didn't see that he had uh, announced this. Uh, that makes me just, uh, just a little bit sad because I think he's really, really good at what he does. Um, but the, the reasons that he gave, I guess made a whole lot of sense. He had basically, done his show in his spare spare bedroom in his New York apartment uh, for close to two years. And I think that that whole process made him not want to, I don't know, just do different things. <laughs> he said he wanted to travel more, uh, get back into doing more stand-up. And I can't blame him. I mean, and also talking about politics and day in and day out has got to be fucking exhausting like maybe it seemed funny a while ago but it's just absolutely it's horrifying and depressing and it's not something that i don't think that i have this i would have the stomach to do day in and day out <laughs> well I mean, um john stewart was there for a long time so i mean it isn't the first time the show's gone through that um i think craig kilborn was there before him is it Craig Kilborn or Craig Ferguson? I cannot I remember. I'm pretty sure it was Craig Kilborn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll. He also said that it's. He didn't give a time frame for when he was leaving. I'm assuming it's probably kind of like an end of the year sort of thing. Maybe. Maybe they'll come back in the in the new year. But they've also taken like a lot of some pretty lengthy breaks. Like I don't think they put a new episode out for most of the summer. They took like half of the summer off or something like that. So, yeah, the Daily Show is, it was only four days a week, anyways. So, already. So, when they, they lied to us from the start. Exactly. Could be, the well, whole me, thing could be a deep fake. <laughs> let me throw this at you. What if Bruce Willis deep fakes and becomes the host of the Daily Show? <laughs> yeah. What if they just deep fake Trevor Noah and he's he actually quit like two years ago? Well, I, that's probably a good idea. I'd try that. <laughs> um, but for real though, what if Conan O'Brien took that over? 
is, that a, is that a promotion for what he's doing now? <laughs> Conan O'Brien? Yeah. Does he still have his own show or is he just fucking around doing other stuff? He doesn't have a show. If anything, I've seen that he was advertising for NFL TV and it oh. was just really creepy. He's just being a creepy, <laughs> like, redheaded weirdo. Yeah. Which is par for the course, you know. <laughs> he was too busy being a being an extra in Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, "What the fuck? That's, that's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Why is he in this?" Yeah, that was weird. That was a surprise. But you know, you can make poo poos and like or poo poo bombs in that game. So, yeah, I think that's a very underrated game for what it was. Where it's like it's mostly just walking from point A to point B, but it makes you shit yourself out of fear, and then you can use that shit as a weapon. So yeah, it's because actually the, the best. Fear. It's actually the best game ever made. <laughs> so especially if you're into you know shit. If you're into you know flinging feces, if really it's it's a game made for orangutans. And orangutans exclusively. You know. Oh, I thought you said a rainy day. For a rainy day, orangutan. For an orangutan on a, on a rainy day. Drink That's what I'm tang. talking about. Yeah, drink some tang. Be an orangutan. Flink some feces. Getting some poon tang. Mm-hmm. Come on in, O'Brien. Anyways. <laughs> uh, the PS5 has uh, reportedly been jailbroken and people are uh, installing the PT on it, uh, which is Hideo Kojima's canceled uh, and lost lost game. So keeping it <laughs> keeping it in the family. Um, I have I've never played I've never played it, but I do know that it's it's one of those really rare things where I don't think that there's a single physical copy of this game that was ever produced because they, it was like a digital-only demo, and then Konami and Kojima through their big breakup, and they yanked it from services. So it's, it's, it's a situation where like old PS4s and like hard drives with this on it are selling for tons and tons of, tons and tons of money. So yeah, maybe it's, uh, again, piracy that's uh, saving the day again by giving this, give, giving this unreleased game uh, a place to live on on the internet. Um, but yeah. Well, if you broke it, then does that mean they have the ability to download or put any kind of game on there? The, yes and no. I think that it's it's a diff. You have to be a really smart person to kind of be able to do this and and get it to run. I think that the the reason the reason why you might want to do something like this is if you just like having lots of different games in one place. Uh, but that it's it's always a sketchy sort of thing to do it because there's a very good chance you're just going to ruin. <laughs> you're just going to fry the CPU in your console or whatever you're trying to mod and it will just never work again. Um, and it also may not uh, work at all. And the other, the other, uh, the other thing you have to keep in mind is that Sony can keep an eye on this and they can also send firmware to patch stuff out. So yeah, I suspect that would be something coming very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the art, the article that we posted, it, it does say that 
it only works on PS5s that are running a older version of firmware. It was released back in October 2021. It says that this particular exploit may work on other versions, but they said it may need to be tweaked um, and and such. So uh, kind, of, kind of a cool thing where there's one of those things is on the legally gray area. But also, if you are uh, the kind of person that hunts down a PS5 and immediately ruins it by putting some sketchy code in it. I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> so as hard as they are to buy and you you try to do something like that, you fucking deserve it. You get what's coming to you. <laughs> oh, Jake. No. You don't deserve it. You do um, deserve it. You did it to yourself. You played yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, I have some other news that the gentleman who played Joker um, in the latest Batman movie, his name is Barry Keoghan. Keoghan? Keoghan. I don't know. Sure. There's a guy named Barry who played the Joker in the latest Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. And he is ready to play Joker, but has not been called. so I don't know. Um, apparently, um, I just saw a thing that was like his audition tape, um, and he was dressed up like the Riddler, um, but it was kind of like meets the Clockwork Orange. Um, and yet they hired him to be the Joker as opposed to the Riddler. So interesting. That is that is interesting. I would not be. It's so hard to tell what Warner Brothers are up to because it seems like they are firing and canceling just about everything that they've been working on or have ever worked on for that matter. And it's uh, it's just a little bit little bit strange where they they had to put out the something that like a month or so ago where they're like, Yeah, we're still going to make this movie. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I hope that they do. It's just... Like they D- don't know what they're doing. Go figure. Yeah, I mean, but DC has not known what they're doing for the longest time. And it it's just seems... Yeah, it, like there's reports that it had been greenlit and they've been talking about it, but now it's, it might not have been greenlit. It's thought to be in development, but might be well, several years away. Happening? Henry Cavill hasn't been Superman for a while, but we don't know if he's still involved in any of those projects. Um, you know, and he's already been introduced, kind of. I mean, he was in the Batman movie, and then Ben Affleck was like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Now they're saying he is, and then you have, like, the Harley Quinn stuff. I think they're... And, and then you got Peacemaker. Peacemaker included Ezra Miller and... Um, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Aquaman. I forget what his name is. Um, Jason uh, Mraz. Yeah, and, Jason uh, Mraz. <laughs> yeah, Jason Mraz. And uh, <laughs> they had him in there. So I'm just kind of like, what is going on? Well, like most people, what is going on? It's like they can't find a, something cohesive that's just like kind of like bits and pieces. They're like, oh, we'll throw that here. We'll throw that here. I think Peacemaker is probably the best thing. Um, and maybe they should follow suit, like something like that. Try to do a couple of TV shows because they could outdo Marvel in TV shows. I really think that because uh, I think Peacemaker is really good. 
and Peacemaker was also something that Marvel can't do since it's a Disney-owned company. Um, I suspect that they tamed down quite a bit, and they wouldn't be willing to do some of the things that they did in the Peacemaker movie or show, rather. They are very much playing in a different sort of space, and that's the reason why it's so disappointing that DC can't get their fucking shit together. Is because I think that they have the the pieces are there, and the potential is there to make something really great and different from Marvel and entertaining. And they, I think that there is an opening because I think we talked about it last week. People are starting to get a little fatigued with constant Marvel stuff all the time. And they can't get caught up on everything. They simply just are giving up. And yeah, I mean, there's an there's an open goal right there for DC to step in. And you know what? They they whack themselves in the nuts, and now they're just they crying. <laughs> they're crying midfield, and the the goal's still open, but they're they're just down with nursing and sore testes. They've ruined. They, <laughs> yes, yeah. They fucked. Well, they it, fucked it. <laughs> well, it's kind of like they were going through a lull um, in the movies, so they were just kind of like kind of tossing their way. And even though you know Thor was the movie, I mean, wasn't their best movie or anything. So I feel like uh, you know the new Black Panther movie is probably going to be um, a return to form, um, which is also the next uh, topic of information because they released a tra- uh, trailer and you get to see Namor. Um, with like wings on his um, his ankles, and he's able to like move very rapidly in in uh, the sky and stuff like that when he's flying. Um, but I, I I feel like there's such a huge backlog of characters and stuff that both companies could play up of. But I feel like Marvel's doing it now. Like they went through that lull, and now they're like, all right, now we're back on track. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I've just accepted that there's going to be Marvel stuff constantly from now until the moment that we die. Uh, in DC, obviously, I think that there's there's an opening for them to make some good stuff, and they do occasionally do that. Uh, but it almost seems like an accident that something like Peacemaker happens and it's good because you watch that and you're like. All right, cool. More of this, and then you—it's just every piece of news afterwards is just this thing is canceled. We finished Supergirl, but now we're destroying every copy of that, and yeah, it's it's just bizarre times over there at, at DC. Well, was it just, Supergirl? Or was it Batgirl? I thought it was sure. Was it? <laughs> maybe it was Batgirl. I think it was Batgirl. I think that because she's going to be the first Latina um, to um, star in that role. Yeah, it was Bad Girl. My apologies. Supergirl was the uh, that shit looking uh, <laughs> CW show. Yeah, it was that white girl. We didn't have time for the white girl. <laughs> uh, but what did you? What do you think of this Black Panther trailer? Because um, so I watched sick. it. <laughs> Yeah, I watched it. It looked, it made the movie look a little cooler to me. Um, it, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, yeah, it just looked better. It looks like there's more action in it. Um, I was not a big fan of the first one. Um, I think it was a lot more serious than I wanted. I really enjoyed the sister who is now like, I guess she's the main focal point of this movie. 
Um, and I, I really thought she was needed a bigger role. I wasn't a big fan of uh, Michael B. Jordan because his character was so ruthless and stuff. I was like, I don't know. It just wasn't fun for me. Um, and I looked for fun, like in Iron Man, you know how it's like, kind of like, kind of fun and like there's real danger there, but it's still kind of fun and playful. Where these movies now are just like, like hardcore, like, yeah, it's life or death. People are dying. You know, it's not as exciting. I kind of miss the days when there was no consequence. You know, who cares about the innocent and stuff like that? Let's just go and beat up a bunch of buildings and, you know, have the time of our life and save the day. It is wild that they started with Robert Downey Jr. making a suit of armor in a cave and flash forward to 10 years later and there are aliens and half of the universe gets vaporized for five years. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like this movie is going to be such a huge hub. If you're going to have Ironheart in here, um, you're going to have Namor, uh, Namor, and then you're going to have how they're going to continue on without... Um, um, Chad, with Chad, without Chad, yeah, T'Challa, yeah, and then rumor has it that Ryan Gosling is going to be Doctor Doom in the um, post credits, but I would take that with a grain of salt, a because I the source I'm not I can't recall who it was, but um, I know they were saying take that with a grain of salt, um, but also the fact that I don't think they would come out and say that like marvel has a history of like being like all right so this could happen but it doesn't happen you know or maybe people were reporting stuff about marvel They're like oh yeah this will happen it never does so people just love to talk um i think that that probably is something that will come to fruition but it might not necessarily get teased in this i think that if he's if it's being reported that he's talked with Marvel, he's definitely done it. If he's filmed something, if it's going to be post credits or if it's going to be introduced in a Disney, one of the many Disney plus shows at this point, it's probably going to happen, but it might not necessarily be in this, but it probably will <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I need the truth. Well, while yeah, you do play. Mm. So, nothing definitive. Gotcha. Well, while we're while we're pondering that, ponder this because Velma is a lesbian officially. <laughs> She's officially come out, and man, I. It's better late than never. It's been 60 years, but I'm glad that Velma is finally living her truth. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait for... <laughs> I can't wait for all the... I can't wait for all the conservatives to be like they're making gay people in cartoons now. As if this oh, wasn't man. a cartoon where a guy is so high that he thinks that his dog is talking to him. Yeah. Pretty fucking sweet, right? Yeah, this is pretty fucking sweet. Let's not. <laughs> it's this. It always just kind of thing irks me because it just feels like 
we, we've talked so many times about representation being an important thing. And I, but it also, it just feels like pandering sometimes. We're like, uh, Velma, let it be in the whole time. Guess what? And it, the, the discussion is always like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> it's just conservative people getting upset and then other and then people like us being like why did you wait until now to do this? It's just, it yeah, I wonder why it seems like it, it's generates the positive feedback that I guess that they are hoping for. Yeah. I just wonder why, what started this whole Selma is a lesbian. Like, where did that come from? <sighs> well, it can't, it can't be Daphne. And it can't be anyone else because they're all dudes. Well, why can't why why does she have to be gay, or why does she not have to be gay? I don't know. It's like no, where did this all come from? Make it make sense. I don't care either way. But I'm just like, why this one character? So people have been so hyper sensitive on her to be gay. The cynical. Why can't more characters be gay? Why can't Shaggy and Scooby be gay together? <laughs> well, I can think of one reason why they you might want to avoid that. Um, yeah, because you hate love. Hmm. Jake, <laughs> I hope you sleep well tonight knowing you hate love. A man seems... can't be in a gay relationship with his dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I think that I've made my point for that. But yeah, the cynical part of me is that they've some focus group or executives have decided that well and the really cynical part of me is saying that nobody knew that there was a new Scooby-Doo movie coming out but now everybody's talking about it because of this so <laughs> maybe that's how the selling point maybe that's what it is yeah I'm you know I, I don't want to sound too cynical but the fact that most of these things fly under the radar, but people are talking about it now because of this. It may just be any publicity is good publicity. So <laughs> we'll take it any way we can get it. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, and our last little news item is that CG, CD Project Red, the makers of The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077, just announced like a thousand new games that are going to take up the next 60 years, I guess, to develop. 
Boy. They announced that there's going to be a cyberpunk sequel and then three new Witcher games uh, that they're working on. And they're, none of those are ever going to be finished, I feel like, at the rate, because I think Cyberpunk was announced in like 2012 and came out eight years later. So, oh, I think it was earlier than that. I think that was back in like the 2000s, like 2005. I'm pretty sure I could find that. Yeah, it's a long fucking time. So, and we, and again, that first game, not without its issues when it came out. <laughs> so, well, but people were saying that it's, it's much better. It is better, but I still, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I, it, technically it's better now, but it's just, I just got bored. Thing. I got bored with it. Just wasn't really my thing. I still played it for 40 hours and then I was like, I don't think I want to do any more of this. <laughs> this is my thing again. Yeah, now it's not my thing again. <laughs> I didn't have, but I got it on a sweet sale, so I don't have to complain about paying full price for how fucked it was when it first came out. Um, but I think that they're enjoying a little bit of a, a renaissance with, um, Especially with the positive feedback loop they've got with Netflix, they've got the they've got the Witcher series, which I think has been renewed for a third season with uh, Henry Cavill, who we've already mentioned. Um, they've got the Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime, which uh, I talked about last week, which is very very good. So uh, they're riding high, and they're have really not learned their lesson from the past of over promising things, and they're like. Here's six new games we're going to be working on forever. They're going to take forever to come out. Everybody get hyped. Woo. You only have to wait until you're like, you know, pretty much brain dead or in the ground. Yeah, it's going to take the longest time for all this to come out. But you know what? Kudos to them for laying out the roadmap. Where I'm giving them shit for it, but I didn't give Marvel shit when they laid out like when they did that PowerPoint that had like 27 different Marvel things on it that were coming out for the next six years. So same sort of thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, but Marvel's very kind of like, well, here's the roadmap, but we're not going to show you everything. But we've got this plan, this spot planned this date for something, but we can't tell you what it is. So I, I think it was a more of a bold move on their part to say, Hey, we're going to be doing this, um, this, uh, this many shows or, uh, not shows, uh, video games. Yeah. Uh, and the, I guess the timing is right. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of positive buzz around it. A lot because uh, uh, because of that anime is so well received, and people like the Witcher uh, TV show on Netflix. And yeah, why not? If people are finally talking about you in a positive light and not talking about how you lied about <laughs> the state of the, your last game when you put it out, yeah, I think that's a time to announce something positive. <laughs> when they, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's forgot about it because everyone's got a really short memory. <laughs> or do uh, they? I mean, I feel like I do. But you just brought it up. I did just bring it up because then I got mad at myself because I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah. Then I was like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> I didn't even like the game that much. And I bought it twice. <laughs> and I still didn't like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, let's talk about uh, talk about what we've been watching this week. You want to you want to start it off there, Rai Rai? Yeah, I watched this piece of shit TV show <laughs> called Devil in Ohio. Guess oh, what? What'd you think about it? <laughs> oh, it was it was kind of like terrible. It to me, um, it was TVMA that dropped a couple of f bombs. It was about the occult and like these Satan worshippers, um, but really it was kind of like if you took a lifetime movie and threw in those two things like some cussing and a dash of the cult occult um i don't know it's just like they spiced up a lifetime movie um it's terrible like the synopsis is basically there is this lady who works for social services and like a hospital and there's this girl that comes on and a pentagram cut into her back um, they found her running, you know, out and about, and they're trying to figure out who did this to her, what's her name, and all that stuff. And she ships at Park. Finally, this lady who works for social services, who is Emily uh, Deschanel, uh, Zoe Deschanel's sister. Um, Emily is from the show Bones, well, kind of big back in maybe like 10 years ago. Oh. But anyway, she takes her on her wing and brings her to her house. And then, like, all this bullshit starts happening um, because <laughs> the girl is there and, like, the dynamic between the family is kind of going sideways. And this, uh, her name is May. Uh, so May is the one running from her satanic cult family. And she kind of manipulates things. And, I don't know. Just one thing leads to another, and the family, by the end, is fractured. And uh, May is safe, but you find out that things aren't what they seem like. May kind of manipulated um, Emily Deschanel um, so that she could be with her, and not in the sense of like a romantic kind of way, but like, you know, parental figure. Um, the occult, they're just like, hey, fuck it, we tried to sacrifice you, it didn't work, so we sacrificed someone else in your place, and now we are out of here. There's also, like, a cop trying to chase down what's going on. Um, I don't know, it's so, like, painted by the numbers, and, like, at the very end, the last episode just feels very, like, everything's all good, there's, like, something that's slightly off, like, the family's not together, um, the dad and the other kids are living in an apartment, where um, the mom and May are living at the house by themselves. It, I don't know. It, that part's just kind of fractured, but everything else is painted by numbers, and it was just a waste of time. Basically, don't see this movie. You are not missing anything. It's that is, trash. <laughs> that is super disappointing, because I do remember seeing previews for that. Um, obviously, the, you know, front and center with it, it being October and Halloween. Um, and we definitely looked at preview for it, and I don't, I don't know why we didn't necessarily go in and on, go in on it then when we saw it. But now I think that uh, I have serious leverage <laughs> if it ever gets brought up again. That I would yeah, suggest um, something else. <laughs> watch it if you want to, but just be aware that you get in like a spiced up lifetime movie um, <laughs> that, over the course of eight episodes. 
That is so funny that you compared it to a Lifetime movie because, oh man, have I seen my fair share of Lifetime movies in passing. And I just, they're so, it's so funny how formulaic they are right down to the fact that they make, like they come up with a concept for a Lifetime movie and then they do it three times where it's like we do one and then we do like the gender swap version of the same concept and then they do it just slightly different in the third one. So where you've got like, there's one where it's like called, there, there's literally like three different Lifetime movies. There's one called Killer Granny, Psycho Granny, The Wrong Grandma. <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> just Lifetime movie name generator.com kind of stuff where it they just plug it in like, here's the two main, here's the here's the main character, here's the plot. And they're just like, this is what this movie is called. It's almost like they they start with a working title and then just work backwards from that, what the script is. <laughs> Pretty um, much. It's kind of like Benjamin Button. They were like, all right, what's the saddest thing you could think of? A baby dying. All right, let's start there and work our way back. <laughs> well, Gonna make that the uh, last but, thing. <laughs> yeah, I, this, this, uh, I just would not watch it. I, thumbs down all the way unless that's kind of like your thing and you like something predictable that you could watch and maybe maybe enjoy the actors or actresses who are in this maybe you want to see i don't know but i would suggest you not watch it that's ryan's suggestion watch it if you want if you like watching that bad things suggestion. <laughs> ryan said watch bad things if you want i don't care but i thought it's <laughs> that's my two cents <laughs> oh and you can take that to the bank well thanks for potentially saving me for that because yeah it, it's that is funny that you compared it to that though because I that was not the vibe that I got from the previews and stuff that I had seen for it at all so that's seems like a wild departure from what I thought I was getting, but I guess it's just what just pure cheese and anticlimax. Anticlimax. Yeah, that's my oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo is hell. <laughs> well, um, let me tell you about something that I think that uh, actually isn't Bobo is hell. It's the new uh, Disney Plus Star Wars series Andor. Um, I think it's actually quite good. Um, so where would you followed, put it in place at, of like the Mandalorian and uh, Boba Fett and um, what was the uh, Obi Wan? It's the second best Ooh. out of four. I guess there's only been four. I thought there was more than that, but I guess there's not yet. They announced a lot of stuff, but yeah, in terms of live action ones, I think it's second best. It's better than it's better than Obi Wan. Even though I really like some moments from that as as a whole, it's not that great. And Book of Boba Fett, well, I mean, half of that was they did Mandalorian season two point five in the middle of that, so he didn't even get his whole he didn't even get his own uh, fucking <laughs> whole season to himself. So that was just all they knew beforehand. Yeah. Like, how do you save them? <laughs> it's like they showed up on the day. And no one had figured out how to make a Boba Fett TV series. And after watching it, they still haven't figured it out. So, um, but this is so much more. 
pardon the pun, down to earth for Star Wars. Um, it's much more kind of character focused and it focuses on these people and how kind of mundane lots of their lives are. And you don't often get to see that because typically in Star Wars, it's like, oh, this person that's a desert scavenger, they're actually the most powerful person in the entire universe. And they're the, they're the granddaughter of this person for some fucking reason, the emperor. And uh, then there's lightsabers and family drama and people getting shot. And you're like, oh, no. And it's, it's this big, grandiose, traumatic thing. And while I do love that, if that's all it's ever going to be, I think that it, there's such a big universe out there that really needs to be explored more often. And as we talked about, uh, I think the last time when we talked about Kenobi, you're like, please just focus on a different time period. Well, they didn't, yeah. they didn't do that. They haven't done that, but they did focus at least on different sorts of characters. So it's a start, Ryan. It's a start. <laughs> um, but uh, Cassie Nandor, obviously, uh, he was a not one of them, uh, kind of one of the main characters for the movie Rogue One. He helps. Um, what's her name? <laughs> oh, that's really going to bother me. As I type in Rogue One, Rogue One cast, he helps Felicity Jones, um, her character, They st- where they steal the Death Star plans. And uh, spoiler alert, at the very end of that, they get vaporized by the Death Star after they successfully uh, steal a giant floppy disk and email it to the Rebel Alliance. And so that's the end of Cassie and Andor's story. So everything we're getting up to this point is a, a prequel to it. And when they announced this, I was like, why the fuck are they doing this? Because I didn't think he was that interesting of a character, really, in, in the movie. Uh, he, he was he's fine, but he, he, he had this edge to him where he's like, I've been in this fight since I was five years old or whatever, fighting the Empire and stuff. And it's like, okay, so he doesn't like the Empire and he's angry. You know, what do you do with that? How do you make a whole series out of that? Well, it turns out, there is a way to do it, and they're doing it pretty decently. So he's basically a – he's like this uh, – most of the series takes place on this, like um, – it's not a desert planet, thank God. Uh, it's cold. <laughs> um, and he's just kind of this – he's this kind of drifter. It starts off in this, this weird kind of futuristic city where he's tra- he's tracking down his sister – and he gets in a fight with these two guards and he shoots both of them in cold blood <laughs> in this alleyway that he's basically on the run. So it's this planet where uh, there's this company and there's this private security force. And so they're, they're coming after him. They're like, we know we figured out your name. We're coming after you. We're coming to your home planet. And so they've got to like chase him around. Uh, and it, but it turns out, and uh, this was a pleasant surprise, this little, security force that shows up, they're fucking idiots. They're really, really (laughs) not good at their jobs. It's not the, they're not technically the empire. They're like this separate sort of thing. And so there's these just, um, fucking morons. (laughs) Like they were shooting people, but they could never really hit them. No matter how many of them there were. Uh, (laughs) worse than that. Uh, well, I, I think that, well, just the fact that they're not wearing like armor and stuff. So the, you get to see their faces. So in a way you get to 
realize just how arrogant and inept they are. And then they come to this planet and it's it's full of these people that, that work in scrapyards and stuff. And they're, they're used to kind of living these hard lives. And they're just like, yeah, fuck off. And uh, they think that they're going to, they're just rolling here and like capture this guy. And that does not happen. <laughs> it goes very, very badly for him. And then it, got, it kind of goes in an interesting, different sort of direction. So the guy that was uh, this, the head of the security force, who's, who's this real brown noser type of guy, just really trying to just make a name for himself. And it just it doesn't wind up happening for him. So he winds up, um, they have to go back after they barely survive. They have to retreat. And um, that's when the Empire shows up. So we don't get any glimpse of the Empire any of that other real shit until we're like four episodes into this series. And then it also deals with like this, this funny sort of inter office drama where, you know, just watching these regular people that work office jobs in the empire and they're like, Hey, I need access to this file. And they're like, nah, fuck off. I'm not giving you access to that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy goes, he, he goes all the way out to this planet where the security force was, was and he just, was like, hey, guess what? All you guys are getting fired because I think you're fucking idiots. Um, and they're like, oh man, don't do that. And so the, the other guy, he's got to come back and he's got to like live with his mom. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of where it uh, kind of where it left leaves off. Uh, you've got Stellan Skarsgård giving a real just middle of the line performance where he shows up halfway through episode three, where he's like, hey, Cassie and Andor. I'm here to pick up the plot device. And they're like, he's like, nah, I don't want to, don't really want to do that. So Andor's whole thing is that he, he's killed these two people and he's just trying to run. He's like, I'm ready to get off this planet. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get out of here. He's got like some, he's got friends. They're all like just kind of kicking around, but he's like, nah, I really need to get out of here. So he's got this big thing. that He stole off this Imperial ship from a long time ago and uh, he's trying to sell it. Stellan Skarsgård is like, oh, I didn't come here for that. I came here for you. So he's, he's trying to recruit him into this, this crew of uh, people that he's got on this other planet that he's, he wants them to kind of lead this assault against this in, Imperial base. And so that's kind of the setup so far. I think there's five episodes out. The fifth one just came up today. I didn't get a chance to, to watch it, but I've, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. It released with two episodes, which is good because I think if I had only watched the first one one week, I don't know if I would have stuck around for the second one. Um, but it, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a slow slow burn, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I think that it's got a lot of a lot of really good things uh, in it. I think that everyone in it has done a, a pretty good job in terms of performances. Diego Luna is being the main character of his own show has done some wonders for that character, not seeming just like an angry dude. <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right, I, I, I guess <laughs> this guy's got a backstory. Maybe we'll see it one day. And it's, uh, it, it's uh, interesting so far, uh, I have to say. I don't think I gave away necessarily too much, but um, I'm enjoying it. I, and I think that more Star Wars things should do cover different genres. This is more like a, it's more like watching a, a crime mystery kind of unfold than a lot of the other real dramatic Star Wars stuff that we've seen. There's no like little cutesy 
alien baby characters walking around. There's no lightsabers. There's no force stuff. I mean, it's just focusing on, for the most part, regular people in this universe and uh, just kind of showcasing the very beginnings of the uh, rebellion against the Empire, um, which is well-trodden territory, but I think it's still managing to do something decently interesting um, in that time period. So uh, recommend recommend for me. I, I like it so far. And I think I'll stick with it. I think I'll keep watching it. <laughs> well, good. I um, So I know with since this is a Disney property, I know that Marvel um, tries, especially with their TV shows, I think they try to present them in a different way than, um, you know, like the movies or even just being a carbon copy of each other. Um, It sounds like maybe Star Wars is kind of leaning towards giving you something similar in that way. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they should do. Um, Every, pretty much every thing up to this point that the Star Wars TV series have done at least, they felt kind of like little chunks of a movie. Like if you had stuck them all together, it would just be another Star Wars movie. And this feels a little bit different. Um, it, it feels more, it's not like an HBO drama or anything like quite, quite that um, deep, but it, it feels like it's got a little bit more of uh, a little bit more of an edge to it than uh, most Star Wars stuff tends to have um, very mostly serious. It's still got like a few like you know the I still Star Wars. I mean it's not a it's not this big you know HBO drama. It's not Breaking Bad or anything like that. But it's it it, it is something a little bit different, and I think that that's a step in the right direction. We've seen so much of the same thing for so long that you give give me something different set in this universe. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm, I think I'm into it. So. Yeah. I would say like fast forward or go back, you know, uh, the predator, um, the recent predator movie went back in time. Um, and that ended up being a success for them because it also limits, um, you know, it gives you new technology and since it's a little more primitive. Um, but it also, you know, makes it easier to overcome some technological advances that have occurred. Um, you know, for like your common folk who are like fighting essentially like sticks and stones. Um, so it'd be interesting to see them do something like that. If they really went back in time or changed it up a little bit. That's, that's what I'm in favor of. Yeah. You get little bits and pieces of that. And some, some star Wars stuff where uh, I think the clone wars did several things where it's like, Oh, you know, they, they wind up stuck on this planet and this, it's a planet of like more primitive people. And, uh, I, Cassie and Andor, he is, uh, from one of those primitive, uh, planets. And he, there's like a, you see it in flashbacks to his childhood where there's like this Republic ship that crashes there and he and his tribe like investigate it and all of them get like killed and he's the only one left. And then these scavengers show up and they're like, Oh shit, there's this kid. Uh, and they wind up like kidnapping him. I mean, well, they effectively kidnap him, but they, they say they do it because, you know, if the clone troopers show up, they're going to shoot him <laughs> and they're going to shoot, go back to the, the village and shoot all of them because they've accidentally killed somebody. So, um, you know, that was his whole introduction is that he gets swept up out of this like really primitive world and 
that's how he's he's been grown grown up and raised by the basically the people that, that kidnapped him. So I, I, there's it's some interesting stuff, and I do think that Rogue One, as much as it literally is just like two sentences in the opening crawl of A New Hope, where they're like some brave rebels stole the plans to the Death Star. It's a good movie, and it's um, probably the best Disney Star Wars movie they produced. Um, so the fact that they've been able to kind of tap into that and take what I did not necessarily think was that interesting of a character and build a decent show around them is pretty good. I'm, I'm into it so far. Well, I think good writing can change that. Um, you can probably have like a really bad character. Um, once again, we've talked about Marvel. I mean, they had Iron Man, and Iron Man was not one of the prized um, superheroes at the time. But then he became the face of the franchise, that, and I guess like the lifting off point for them to be such the giant that they are now. Good actor, good performances, great writers behind them. Yeah, you get you get that uh, you get all that working in your favor, and you can take something that you really don't think should be a success and wind up with something surprisingly decent. So, I think they've tapped into that um, tapped into that here. And uh, I had no expectations for this. I was like, why are they bothering making the show? And now I think it might be one of the better Star Wars things that I've seen in a while. So, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, that's all right there. Huh? Yeah. No complaints. I like watching things that are good. And I am always happy when I think something's going to suck and it winds up not sucking. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I concur. I think most people would. Um, But yeah, it's kind of nice that there's something um, slightly different. Um, And, but it still remains to be good. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely but yeah anything else we want to anything else we want to add this week Ron um so this is really for me the Frasier reboot's happening um Alec Baldwin um that movie Russ that he was in he came to some agreement with the uh, victim's family was shot and killed um by an on-set gun um, so that's been handled, um, in the court system, maybe outside the court system, either way it's been handled. So they're continuing with that movie. Um, I think that is it. Oh, uh, Tom Brady and Giselle are breaking up and they have divorce lawyers. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Oh yeah. I, I saw, I knew that was happening because Tom Brady changed his, uh, Twitter bio to family and football. And now it just says football. Oh, does it really? Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, fuck the kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah, prop <little> goblins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure he'll play till he's 55. So <laughs> we've got no family to go home to. Might as well, you know. Exactly. What else you got to do? He's already unretired once. Can't unretire again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll uh, that'll do us for for this week, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate.
Nighty night, the bitches. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.